happening everybody good morning good night good afternoon good evening welcome to another episode of sock talk with stove and wally my name is stove his name is wally introduce yourself wally you know that's actually a very appropriate introduction because people are listening at it well listening to it at different times of the day so not bad stove not bad but i'm doing pretty good you i've uh i've been better i've been better wally uh i've been worse though so overall Neutral. I'm about a 7 on the pH scale. <laughs> same shit, different day. Exacto mundo, except not same shit because we're actually recording today. Uh, once again, late as usual. But, as always, with the late recording comes the little snippets of the weekly news that we get to throw in here. Uh, mainly, like the first topic I want to talk about, which of course just slipped my mind. So we'll get back to that. Very well. Nice little um, teaser there. So let's get right into it. Uh, Wally, where would you like to start? In the land of tea or the land of espresso? Oof. Don't think too hard, Wally. We have a long show tonight. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess we go <coughs> go back to the land of tea. Um, there was an early kickoff in this one. 7.30 Saturday morning. I was up for it as per usual. Uh, as I always am. Um, slightly disappointing result altogether. Uh, this is, of course, Arsenal against Crystal Palace. Um, albeit it was... Um, we were down to 10 men in the second half. Things started off pretty well. Uh, majority of the first half, I mean, started with uh, intensity, the opening 10 minutes, 10-15 minutes or so. Um, and deservedly took the lead. Uh, Palace couldn't get out of their half, um, and I thought, uh, I, I, I see. There's a chuckle. <laughs> I don't understand what. When can Palace ever get out of their own half? Well, I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen too much of them honestly this year. But um, mainly, it's Zaha who's who's the one who really gets them going. But uh, this this season hasn't really done too much in terms of his stats um, but in this game I mean Arsenal started the better of the two teams definitely took uh, took a very well deserved lead a uh, very nice goal slipped in from Lacazette to Aubameyang who just dispatches it uh, I think it was a nice ball from uh, David Luiz off to Ozo to Laka and then a nice little uh, poke uh, nice play typical Arsenal wow that's a great goal actually yeah typical I haven't seen one of those in a while. Yeah, typical uh, Arsenal goal. Rolling back the years. Oh, a little man, bit. the touch by Lama Yang is insane. The first touch. But even the. Yeah, he just. A little chip. In his stride. Laka does like a pump and then sends it yeah. in. He holds back the follow through. There's no follow through on the pass. David Luiz is one that's really stepped it up since Arteta took over. He really has. He's had and, some comments, obviously. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, what he, he's. Goal. My he's been horrendous. Up until uh, pretty much the, the Arteta's first game in charge, and um, and then uh, just really stepped it up leadership wise. I mean, uh, we we saw the displays, just playing it off from the back and being 
very solid defensively. Um, but of course, the second half, uh, things kind of go Palace's way. I mean, kind of lucky with a goal, massive deflection, uh, leaves Leno with zero chance. Um, and then the red card, of course. I thought it was a definite red card. There's no, uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, I think the problem is that we see it almost every game that there's a, a challenge that goes in that's similar, and it's not given. Um, I mean, yeah, you're, I see you're looking at it right now. It's a bad challenge. I hadn't, I hadn't seen it yet. I hadn't seen the the tackle. Yet. Yeah. Oh. In in slow motion, in it looks time, bad. In real time, looks, I didn't think looks... it was a red card by any means. But that replay is horrible. In it's, it's the in oh. slow motion, like it's a it's a. It's the you place. Could, it's the place yeah. that he hits, and the way the 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 the, the way his leg like bends Max, his ankle. Oh my word! Yeah, no, that's definitely uh, Max Meyer. Yeah, um, but you see, that's good use of VAR, if you ask me. The thing is, I know there's no intent to actually injure him because he's not that type of player. I still think it's a red card, so there's no uh, no complaints on that one. Um, but uh, anyways, we'll get to to the VAR decision and and just. Basically, it's about consistency uh, with referees throughout the league. But uh, we come away with a point. I mean, uh, we could have actually won this game. Um, uh, Pepe hits the post, and then Laka with the with the with the rebound doesn't get uh, get enough on it, and one uh, one at Selhurst Park. If correct me if I'm wrong, Wally, but that's. Uh, two draws against uh, Palace this season yeah. for Arsenal. And two times where we probably should have won. Yeah, there was late drama in the other game. But, you know, it uh, rings a bell that uh, they kind of blew the lead there as well at home. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a shaky start, I guess. Uh, not shaky start, shaky. Uh, um, what is Arteta's record now? Uh, one of each? One, Has he lost yet? Yeah, he lost against Chelsea, a win lost against Man United, one a of draw each, right? against... Palace. Palace and another draw against Ev no not Everton. Who did he play just before that? Uh, he didn't coach that game against Everton, but they, no, they did draw. It yeah. wasn't Everton, but no, that was the game he was in the stands, right? And Ancelotti was there too. Yeah, but I'm thinking of the game prior to that. Well, he had an they had an FA Cup game which they won they as well. Won, yeah. So yeah. No, um, but first game in charge uh, against Bournemouth. Yeah, one one. So two draws. Two wins and I mean, from one what I, loss. From what I've seen and read, like the um, people's take on the games, I've been a lot better. They've, but they've to be won. honest, the form is not that much better. The, the form, form is the same. The, the form, form is, is um, the form is not there. Um, but there have been all of those games where we drop points. They were all winnable, every single one of them. Uh, and I, I thought at a certain I, point that's going to come back to bite you though. Oh, definitely. It's just, it's, at least there is more uh, drive and more competitiveness within the team, which uh, pretty much all season has has, has uh, not been there. So, I mean, uh, I'm looking for improvement signs and I definitely do see some. So, uh, I think it's been a pretty def decent start uh, from Arteta. And I do think uh, with a couple of new additions, definitely could... Uh, could finish in the top four position next year. Oh, um, next year. I wouldn't say this year because I, I, it would, it would take kind of a, a miracle at this point. 
Uh, but you never know. I mean, teams seem to be dropping points to, when you least expect them to. It is the most random Premier League season I can remember in a while. In the uh, same in the same sentence, the most random, but also the most um, predictable. Because like we all knew Liverpool were gonna challenge, if not win. I mean, City City have a good record. It's it's not like they're bad. It's just, uh, but that's what I want to talk about next. Actually. Um, we usually kind of just brush over City because honestly, this top two title race, not race, is is depressing. But uh, this is finally something where you look at the score sheet and you think, okay, City played this weekend. This is this is the usual. This is normal. Six uh, one thrashing of Aston Villa uh, away, of course. Uh, Aguero with the hat trick. Um, I mean, he obviously takes the headlines, but I mean, while he, is there a better midfielder or should I say player right now uh, in the league? Than, uh, than Kevin De Bruyne right now. Midfielder? Or player. I, or player. Or player. Midfielder, hands down. <laughs> yeah, Sadio Mane. Uh, I'm not even... There's no doubt about it for me. Well, I don't know. I, I'm, Leaps I'm, and bounds above. How is that possible? <laughs> That's just my opinion. Yeah, but they're not even the same player. Like, how can you... How do you quantify that? What are you judging that on? Mane's ability to turn a match pretty much uh, in an instant... Yeah, he'll draw you a penalty real nice, but I don't know. I mean, look at this Look at this play to Gabriel Jesus' goal here. The Bruyne's been on fire. Uh, one of Aguero's goals was complete disrespect, where the defender's just backing off, backing off, backing the, the off. The Mahrez goal, I think, was the opening goal, was apparently one of the goals of the season. I didn't get a chance to see it. Um, I, I'm just wondering. I've seen Mahrez's uh, stats have been uh, quite good as of recent. He's found some recent form. Um Oh yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Well, it's a nice, it's oh, a nice dribble. That's uh, for sure. Relax. Yeah but. okay. No, that, that's what I heard some people tweeting about. No, it, was, it was good. We see that's like, Mars's goal is kind of like that thing where it's like you don't have to overly touch the ball. You know, it, it'll work for you. Um, like Messi esque that one actually, especially with the near post finish. Uh, what else in Premier League right now? Wow. Well, Man, Man United. Uh, back to winning ways. Man United back to winning ways against a uh, bottom half table well, uh, team or bottom, the bottom bottom feeder team yeah but to be honest this is the hardest fixtures they usually have right <laughs> now so uh this was this was impressive uh from this is finally a result where you look at it and it's like the norwich didn't really show up they were never in it but also this is one of those games where especially the second half where they just got rolling it's good to have games like this because if every game is a struggle it's like it's just exhausting winning and, like, one nothing or two one you want to see these types of results Against the lesser teams, especially at home, you know, four, five, six, nothing. Um, I mean, good on them. I mean, again, um, Mason Greenwood. Great goal. Yeah. Great goal. Uh, I, I, liked, um, I liked Rashford's goal as well. Uh, first of all, Rashford came to play this, this game. He was... Um, you could look at his goals and that's fine, but the the little plays he was making, he does this elastico at one point. I don't know if you yeah, saw. Yeah, I, I saw. It was it was just he he had these moments. Uh, he had a a roulette where he got a shot off quickly after. Like he came to play this game, like he was balling. I believe the Man United Twitter account put up the video, but like I don't know if because it stops like right after he does the move, so I don't know if if it comes to anything. Uh, the um, the elastico. Yeah. Yeah, he, he crosses it in, the oh, okay. defender gets a toe to it and it goes out for a corner. Okay. Um, 
And then, uh, like I said, his roulette after he does take a shot. I think he misses the net or he gets blocked, something like that. But, no, he was balling. He was pure balling. Uh, but even that as an example, he gets to come off uh, pretty early in the game when he's on a hat trick, which is surprising. But that's what you want to see, you know. Marcel off, Rashford off, Pereira, who cares? He comes off as well. Uh, Mata had a good outing as well. So he Count was... me in for who cares. <laughs> Literally, every Man United fan or person ever. Uh, Mata had a good showing, and uh, I kind of feel for Mata because he just seems like a good person too. And when he you is. see the game kind of going past him yeah. and his career kind of leaving him, he had a great game, and he opened the score. He didn't open the score, but he, he had that great assist to Rashford to break the deadlock. Uh, he was immense in this game. I believe he had two assists... Uh, Maybe he had some an NHL or MLS assist. Matt is the type of player who he has these moments of brilliance, and I find yeah. he's such a he's such a smart, uh, cute little player. Like you know, he plays his little intelligent passes, and um, obviously over the years he's regressed in terms of his uh, physical ability, just the way he he can't keep up with it. Premier League, uh, and there's no surprise that Man United are being linked to another midfielder, um, Bruno Fernandes, from Sporting Lisbon. Should be coming uh, soon. Apparently, everything's more or less signed. Uh, I'm hearing £150,000 a week. Um, I mean, we'll see how this pans out. Uh, if there's going to be some outgoings for Man United, uh, surely they're... <laughs> There can't exactly be uh, that many midfielders that are going to be happy staying on the bench. I agree with you, Wally. Um, don't call me Shirley. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, I don't mean to, you know, uh, take away your 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 manhood over here. But, um, I mean, he should... Fernandes is a, a cam, uh, maybe a, a slightly wide wider player uh, than Mata, who doesn't have that same uh, speed. Um, but we'll see if if uh, if he does end up coming, how he'll cope uh, from a with a January transfer. I'm excited uh, to see him because I don't. I, you look at his stats and you're thinking like, well, but who is this guy? Like he's then like the next big thing. This is crazy because he he does put up numbers like goals and assists. The only thing, it is the Portuguese league. Oh, but that's my point. And he's already twenty five, twenty six. No, it's not. It's not like it's old. It's just like you know. Why hasn't he gotten a a bigger move uh, before? And he was at Sampdoria beforehand, um, and now, well, he's he's been back in the Portuguese league for the past two years, I believe. But um, it's interesting, you know. Um, what what I find interesting is that I see the numbers that he puts up, but every time I see him, and, and he's had about a year now of pretty. Uh, consistent um, caps for Portugal and he's just dog shit whenever he plays for the national team he's complete like he's a disaster Uh, I mean that's my opinion but if you ask me that's straight facts like he has just been to me he's not good in a Portuguese jersey at all he just I don't know he he never seems to click with Ronaldo up front he never he doesn't seem like um, he really clicks with the team to be honest I'm trying to take a look at his goal tally right here so, yeah, he was actually at Udinese as well for three years. Uh, Sampdoria for one year, and he's been at Sporting since 2017. Uh, but he, I mean, he puts up the numbers. So, listen, uh, it, it's a lot of money, but that doesn't really mean anything today. Um, that kind of money. He is 25. be 26 in September. He's from Maya, Portugal, <laughs> at five foot ten. 
So uh, if you didn't believe I could read, read lanky, lanky <laughs> footballer, lanky, and I'm pretty sure like a pretty bad horizontal round tattoo around his forearm that we cannot see on this picture. Uh, but yeah, so if you didn't think I could read Wikipedia, well, joke's on you, because I read that perfectly. Um, so yeah, we'll see where that goes. Uh, but they do need some reinforcements, because keep in mind, uh, I, I do want to go through the bench here. Keep in mind, two notable um, missings. Absentees. Not theirs. Absentees. Not theirs. <laughs> missings, your, not theirs, or absentees. Your vocabulary needs some work there still. Choose, uh, choose either one. But uh, but look, uh, obviously the two being Pogba and McTominay not here, not dressed. But let's look at this uh, Man United bench. Phil Jones, Lee Grant, Diego Dallo, Daniel James, Mason Greenwood, Angel Gomez, and Tahith Chong. That is not a good bench. You know, uh, Tahith Chong, I'm just trying to understand. How is this guy Dutch? Uh, with a name Dutch. like that, yeah. I'm just, well, I'm, listen, I didn't think he was Chinese. Have you seen him? I know, but also... <laughs> what? What is this guy? I don't know. He is... It's he, a mixture of races. He is... Uh, I want to say he's on fire. Uh, yeah, that Isn't is strange because you look at him and, you're, and you don't want to make any... Uh, ah, but he's part of that uh, Curacao Dutch. Oh, That's why. he's one of those. Yeah, there's a lot of those. That whole island is, is Dutch. There was like two oh, Dutch I guess guys that just uh, went to town on that island. No, it must be a Dutch colony, I guess. No, but it is. Uh, Van, oh, I think Van Dyke is from there and oh, Seedorf yeah. and uh, everybody. Oh. A lot of the good Dutch players have that Curacao blood flowing through them. Hmm. Interesting. Very but just to say, he does not look Asian. Because with a name like Chong... You know why he doesn't look Asian, Wally? Because he's not Asian. Wow, look at this picture. Yeah, I know. That hair is just flowing. He's a... Uh, See, oh, look. Set for Inter Milan transfer. As of four hours ago, from the Busty Babe. Yeah, I The Busby. Believe, I, sorry, the Busby Babe. Yeah. <laughs> the Busty Babe. <laughs> the Busby Babe. Chong set for Inter Milan transfer. Uh, that's interesting. I uh, don't see why they would do that, but sure. Uh, point is, Man United need reinforcements uh, because if you consider the other top six teams, and not even the top six, I mean like the top six right now and the regular top six, um, it's just not good enough. Like like their other term, teams' benches are ridiculous. In terms of squad depth, no, it's it's not. And we mentioned this; it's not thick enough. It's not enough quality. Which, but you I mean, right to, right now they're in fifth place. I mean, pretty five points away from fourth, which uh, by no means is... is and they un- haven't played with Pogba for the majority of the season. And I don't think they will. And we know how important McTominay is for this team, and he's been, he's missed quite a few games as well. So it is saying something, to be honest. Like it, It's it's not bad by any means. The fact that only five points behind Chelsea, who again, is just that typical hot and cold team this season. I cannot place my finger on Chelsea. No, Shout out this week, uh, 3-0 against Burnley. Um but they just continue to confuse me. Uh, very we'll, we'll, we'll leave them be maybe for a couple of weeks. Well, actually, I mean, Arsenal's going to be playing then January 22nd. So we'll, we'll, we'll get back on, on their uh, heels in a few. Uh, but moving on, I guess it's uh, probably match of the week time. Sure, match of the week time. Uh, actually, one more fixture for match of the week. Briefly, uh, Southampton surprise victory against Leicester City. Uh, I've been seeing the narrative being <laughs> yeah. played right now that Leicester has lost their magic. Um, do you think that's the case? As it stands, Liverpool with a game in hand, 61 points. Man City, again, a game extra play, 47 points. Leicester, same games played as uh-huh. Man City, 45 points. So Man City finally overtook Leicester. Uh, either way, it's over. But the, league is, say, the league is done. 
But that's not my question. Has Leicester lost? Has their Leicester match? lost? Because that's oomph? the narrative. That's what I've seen. I don't know. We we saw it because the it's a couple of fixtures where lost three of the last five. I mean, uh, not good enough. Um, not good enough. But this this game in particular is due to the fact of Ralph Hasenhutl has done a tremendous job since he's t- taken over at Southampton. And Danny Ings, uh, I saw a stat that he's scored like sixty oh, percent of his Premier League goals have come this season. Oh my god! Like, who's in better form right now, Danny Ings or Lukaku? Who will get? To? Ooh. That's a burning question. Or Ronaldo since December. No one scored more goals <laughs> in top five leagues than Ronaldo since the beginning of December. And how many penalties? That wasn't a word, first of all. <laughs> so try again. How many penalties? I was swallowing. Quite a, quite a few some, penalties. I was, but yes. I Point is, he's some. converting. Anyways, we'll get to Ronnie. We'll get to CR7. But uh, what was my question? Lester. Uh, I'll answer my own question, Wally, because you don't have a great answer. So uh, I'll help you right there. Well, it was more the fact of... It was credit, credit, no, it was credit to Southampton because I haven't oh, seen true. too that much. Was your answer, I haven't seen too much of Leicester over the, fa- the past few weeks, but more to Southampton. Impressive against Chelsea, again this week against uh, Leicester. I mean, uh, the way he's take a look at the last game they played against Leicester. They lost nine nothing oh, at that home. Was them. Yes, and now they win two one away. And what's changed? Just the manager. So no. What else? His tactics have changed. Okay, but that's my point. Same the managers manager. change. It's the same players. That's my point. Well, the manager is the same. Just oh, that he, they changed. No, he just turned it around. This, this. Oh, he turned it around. A little Jacqueline and Hyde action. I yeah, see. for the mayor, the same. Manager. Well, that's it. That's funny. You're the getting Saints. it now, Stove. Alrighty, um, but no, my point on Leicester is the fact that yes, he lost the last three out of five, but that's very unfair when you look at just the numbers. That's why the numbers they don't lie. But numbers are not honest because if you look at it, two of those three losses came to Liverpool and Man City. So let's be honest, that's fine. Like, I accept you losing those games, it's fine. Uh, I just think this is a question of the law of averages. This is Leicester just kind of sliding to where they should be in a way. They kind of were playing over their heads, but then again, they won a Premier League title playing over their heads. So when it comes to this team, I find uh, physics or logic doesn't really relate or work. Physics has nothing to do with this. Well, you know my point. But my point is, I think this is just them kind of naturally going where they it's need just, to be. It's the, it's the ebb and flow of the Premier League. That's basically Six what it is. Six points above Chelsea, so they're still very fine. Uh, there are 11 points I mean, above Man United. So they're 11 points away from losing the top four spot. So by no means is this a crisis point for, uh, for Leicester. Uh, and any team with Jamie Vardy, to be honest. Uh, Keep in mind, uh, they have no... Um, European action, so they have fully just a league. They to are concentrate committed on. to going ham yeah. on this league, and they'll get right back into it. They're just taking a break. They're exhausted, folks. They still have hangovers from the one the Premier League, for God's sake. So let's give them a break. Uh, match of the week time, Wally. Uh, it was a doozy. Your classic one nil victory for Liverpool at White Hart Lane. Mm, Spurs Stadium, not White Hart Lane anymore. It's the new White Hart Lane, no? That's what they call it? I don't know. I thought it was Spurs Stadium. Oh, maybe it Spurs is. Stadium or yeah, something. Yeah, you're right. I mm. thought they renamed it the new White Hart Lane. No, in any Tottenham case. Hotspur Stadium. Uh, so not the new stupid White stadium Lane. name. Yeah, but then again, White Hart Lane is not amazing. There must be some sort of significance that I don't know. And frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. 
So uh, let's take a look. Roberto Firmino was the breakthrough and the only goal, 37th minute. Uh, we'll get to that. Let's start here as we do for the match of the weeks with the starting lineup. Um, there was... I didn't like it. A few weird things, right? So um, first of all, Harry Kane did successfully go through surgery uh, recently, right? Within the past week, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw him tweet. So that's good. And uh, what are we looking at in terms of an arrival, uh, an arrival, uh, re-arrival? My God, Wally, what's the word? A return from Harry Kane. <laughs> what are we looking at? Well, they had mentioned probably April. April for Harry Kane. Okay. So uh, they're going to have some figuring out to do because this is um, kind of a who's who of nonsense right here. So this lineup is, is interesting for Mourinho. Uh, number one, uh, kind of the bright spot from the game, if you want to look at it. Uh, the right back for the game. Uh, Makes his debut. Debut, there you Tandanga. go. Tanganga. Yeah. That so, guy is a baller. He, uh, he By just balling. his name. He was, uh, he was balling. He had a good outing. When we get to the, when we dissect the goal, he, uh, obviously is the one guarding Firmino, the closest one to it when the goal goes through. Besides that, he, he was balling, and I heard he had a great outing against Millsboro today when they, uh, you know... On their second try, they got past Middlesbrough in the FA Cup. So, uh, congrats to Spurs. But, uh, so yeah, um, uh, Tangenga right back was a bit of a surprise. The formation, 4-4-2. Uh, 4-4-2 was Serge Aurier, who was kind of the black sheep of uh, Spurs Well, right that's now. racist. No, it's not racist. It's uh, it's uh, it's an expression, and it's well documented. Um, <laughs> not Mourinho's not a fan, and neither was Pochettino. Uh, just with the constant mistakes. No, I, he, he really is a, just a calamity of errors. He's the Achilles heel yeah, of, of the um, squad. Uh, interesting, he played a bit further. I didn't think he played bad, to be honest. Uh, Erickson and Winks in the middle. Very I, shoddy, shoddy. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I really like that um, that mix. It's strange. They're, they're, they're both... They're both players who can pick a pass and drive forward. Winks, the more defensive of the two, but I mean, uh, by no means a defensive midfielder. Winks is the is the is the English Jorginho. He's going backwards or sideways whenever he gets a chance. Yeah, but I hate him less. Yeah, because you just have this weird thing with Jorginho. No, I can't stand Jorginho. That's my point. But it, it's because he's useless. Yeah, but then uh, what is what is Winks? Winks is far superior. First of all, he has the same name as the team captain, and the best player on the team, so not good. There can only be one Harry. So first <laughs> Harry of all, Potter get a new name. Um, but here, I, I no, I, Winks is a much better player than Jorginho. Yeah, for me, definitely. Well, listen, does he take a better penalty than Jorginho? I don't know. I've never I'll seen him take penalties. No, I, to be fair, neither have I. But I already know he doesn't. Anyways. Back to this lineup. I just saw Son on the left mid. I don't know if that's actually how no, it played out. No, he was playing up front. Uh... There you go. Uh, I figure that's the case. Uh, Mourinho's favorite of the squad has been Lucas since uh, he's kind of, kind of, um, he's kind of, kind of. Delgali and Lucas have kind of rejuvenated under Mourinho. Uh, he seems to really like Lucas a lot. Uh, he tried to sign him at a former club. On, on, I think it was Man United. Well, I think actually. it was at what? Man United. Yeah, well, was at PSG. Him. He might have. He might have wanted to sign him. So he he's always liked them, but uh, Lucas and Delia have really performed. But you're asking these players uh, to fill in that Harry Kane hole, and you just you can't fill the same hole that Harry Kane is used to filling. No, it just leaves a big void, and uh, there's a crater. There's a Kane crater. Right there's there. a Kane crater. Um, 
just calling out for a lips a lisp speaking person and um, they just couldn't fill it i mean it just they didn't seem like they were able to cope with again the intensity of liverpool and to be fair uh no hard no hard feelings because really no team besides man united if i can remind you yeah he only dropped points against liverpool this season um, this is it's getting ridiculous though. It's ridiculous, donks. And if we look at Liverpool right 20 here, twenty out of twenty-one games won. It's listen. Uh, as, I've never seen that in my entire Arsenal life. As an Arsenal fan, you gotta see. No, listen, I, I don't even care anymore because they're a better team than the Invincibles. The, um, I'm saying it right now. Uh, collectively, as a as a unit, what was the? Um, it was twenty-four wins and twelve draws. 24 wins and 12 no, draws. No, wait, does that make sense? Let's take a look. No, here. 26 wins, 12 draws. Keep going, Wally. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it's just, man, like this team just... It's like, uh, I think Ox uh, started this game as well. I mean, and he just fit in there like a glove. Like just another cog in the machine. But that's that's and a good point because Liverpool have such a way where I read this tweet and they said like basically that the um, uh, club has a control over the entire club, kind of like Ferguson did, whereas the youth teams are playing this Liverpool style, whereas when the players come up, if, whether it's off the bench, whether it's on, on the youth team, it's like they're there's, filling there's into no, these slots um, and they know specifically what their job is yeah. and how to play the Liverpool way. There's no like, it's not like they're learning new concepts once they get introduced to the to the uh, to the first team, and I saw it with the I watched the I think it was a League Cup or, or FA Cup uh, Liverpool against Everton mm-hmm. over the week uh, last week, and uh, it was majority of them were kids, and they just were exactly. incredible. It was exactly the same intensity, and I was I was astounded. I I have never seen that before, um, and credit to Klopp, Doy, his man management is by far the best I've probably ever seen. The fact that he could keep all these players committed to doing a the last second, you're like, oh wait, I'm gonna hit this, and he and he volleys it, and it's a great finish, uh, good for him, um, and he he comes up injured uh, shortly after that, uh, and Demiral has been amazing, immense in the past month. Ever since the lift had a little injury, he stepped in, and he's just he started off shaky, said yeah, not many appearances, but then after that, he's been lights out, and you've been praising him for his Turkish appearances and, and his caps and. For Juve this past month, since December, he's been lights out defending. Um, really like he could, you know, take a job. Even though they don't play week in, week out. To to have a player like Lalana come off the bench after numerous injuries and still put in shifts and uh, put in great performances, uh, mind you. But uh, it, it's incredible what he's achieved with this club. And uh, honestly, it, it's something to, to kind of look up to because it's... I've never seen anything like this. So just to put this in perspective, uh, the Invincibles obviously being this um, this great allure of, 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 for lack of a better word, invincibility in the in the Premier League, uh, they went 26 wins and 12 draws for a total of 90 points. Liverpool, as it stands, 21 games played, 20 wins, 1 draw, 61 points. So as of right now, 29 points off. Oh, they're okay? on course, I mean. But they're... 17 games left to be played so they're on course to this first of all destroy the points total they'll definitely pass 90 i'm just thinking yeah what imagine they need five more wins to tie the to tie the wins of the invincible 
which is very five doable. out of seventeen. Yeah. Which is which is even if they go through a crisis, they're for sure getting six wins. I'm just thinking. Imagine they win all of their next seventeen games. But that okay. So let's put this in perspective. If let's say they, let's say Liverpool um, win their next sixteen games and lose on the final day of the season, so they go thirty six so, one draw and one loss. Okay, that's still a hundred and eight points. You no, wait, plus how many draws? One. Oh, one draw, so 109 points. There yeah. you go. That's, uh... Oh, that seems less impressive. 109 points, but with one defeat. It's still ridiculous. Now, the history books will say that the Invincibles never lost, and Liverpool did lose one. Yeah, but, like, I mean... But when you look, when you compare these two teams, nah. and when you compare 109 points to 9 points, like, man, I don't know. Honestly, they could probably do it. It's not the... It's, it's just the two different styles of play. I mean... The way Arsenal used to play was the the nice passing movements and uh, just beautiful uh, setups and everything. This Liverpool team is just, it's the intensity. I've never seen a team who just don't seem to tire out. They're like a... They're, they're well drilled. I know, they, but it's ridiculous. They're, they're the thing is, um, when a team plays like that, it, it's one thing like when you picture... Um, I'm trying to think of a classic team for my example... Let's say like um, yeah, I'll I'll go through this. Uh, I'm trying to think. Let's say let, let's picture like uh, Mourinho's Inter Milan in 2010, winning the treble, right? Like historic for an Italian club, for, for any club, quite frankly. But a team like that, they're not. They weren't dominant like Liverpool were dominant. They they knew they had their style and uh, defensive and counterattack, and at the most, I believe, one nil wins ever. Or or maybe that was Chelsea's Mourinho, but Mourinho's Chelsea, sorry. But either way, just to say, like, a club with that identity, it's not the same thing as this Liverpool side. Like, this Liverpool side has... Uh, you know in the movies when, like, in an action movie, when the, the actor puts a rock on the accelerator while he kills bad guys out the window? This is this Liverpool team. <laughs> and it just... Their gas tank does not empty, and it's... To me, it's it's so much more impressive, but at the same time, it's you have to think, like, there's going to be something. Like, there's going to be a bad run of form. There's going to be exhaustion. There's going to be one key injury. Like, I don't know, Van Dijk's going to stub his toe in the way to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and something's going to fall off the wagon because you cannot go this long. Like, there was a stat in the calendar year of 2019. How many games did they lose? Um, I'm trying to think now. I forget what it was, but probably none. Well, no, probably I think Man in 2019, City. I think they lost against Man City. Man City. But I think that was they the haven't only lost. Loss. They haven't lost in. 48 games at home or something like that? that that's it. It was, this, it was this crazy stat. And then if you go to the Premier League as well, it just it's a crazy stat as well. Um, anyways, just to say. But since we brought up the Invincibles, Wally... Man, I, I, I'm just thinking, just before we get to that, mm-hmm. I think maybe once Champions League comes rolling... Because who are they playing, Liverpool? Uh, they got... Okay, I'm going to try looking this up again, which was apparently like... Oh, wait. Is this who I asked you last time? Who Liverpool were playing? No, no we asked Atalanta. They were playing La- Valencia. Yeah, they're playing... Um... Oh, Atletico, no? Why don't I know these It's Atletico, I think. Yeah. No. No. Oh, it's... No. No, this is old. This is the hardest thing to research on the internet. I- I'm telling you, they don't offer it. it- it's It's ridiculous. Look, we'll keep going. 
Uh, Anyways, Atletico Liverpool. Yes. You're okay, correct. so it is Atletico. That's, that's a tough. That's a tough uh, couple games, honestly. Atletico haven't hit their stride this season, but that being said, they haven't not hit their stride because as it stands, they are third in La Liga, which is something you could kind of, you know, put your paycheck on. Uh, La Liga has been tight, not Bundesliga tight, but tight nonetheless. Quite uh, like a tiger. <laughs> Uh, man, Liga is shaping up to a cracking finish, but luckily here we don't care at Sock Talk. Uh, Barca and Real both at 40 points, Atletico with 35. So it's typical Atletico in, in, in third, five points off the leaders. You know, not just bad. second place losers. But overall, the, the, from what I've seen, what I've gathered, what I've read, it, it's not uh, picture perfect Atletico by any means. It's not the ideal season for them yet. No, I mean, Joao Felix, Joao Felix has, hasn't really, after his couple of first uh, good weeks, he hasn't really hit form. But um, fair play to him. He went after Messi last game. Yeah. And respect uh, that. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. I mean, the, the guy's young and like, what a great to comeback. I mean, <laughs> but uh, even Thomas Lamar, uh, Morata's been pretty shaky. I mean, uh, I don't even hear about Diego Costa anymore. I don't even know if he's injured. But. They haven't really gotten going. A lot of draws this year uh, for Atletico. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking if Liverpool progress through the, to the Champions League, maybe they'll think less about the league and uh, maybe want to continue or get a, a, a double. Yeah, that's it. You know, or, or we're or not treble. saying they're going to let this slip. We're saying that essentially... No, not to let it slip, but just in terms of their stats. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if they can keep up the winning every week. I do want to talk about the invincible season. Since you brought this up, um, the table is quite fascinating. So, um, top four, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United, Liverpool, kind of standard. Newcastle in fifth, which is something we don't see in our lifetime, Wally. Like, uh, this is not something we're used to seeing. Aston Villa. Last time I saw Newcastle finish that high was, I think, 2011-2012. I didn't even 20... know, but I don't even remember that. So, yeah. that's crazy. 12-13, maybe. Villa finishing sixth. Charlton Athletic finishing seventh. Bolton they're, they're now eighth. in like League One, I believe. This is insane. Uh, Bolton eighth, Fulham ninth, Birmingham City tenth, Middlesbrough eleventh. Kind of, you know, they're usually in the Premier League off and on. Southampton twelfth, kind of standard staple. Portsmouth thirteen, Spurs fourteenth, which is pretty crazy. Uh, Blackburn Rovers fifteenth, Manchester City sixteenth. That is from from uh, even no. Everton. I mean Everton seventeen crazy. This is interesting though. Leicester relegated that season, eighteenth place. Leeds, you know nowadays kind of standard. Probably coming, 19th. probably coming up uh, this year. And the uh, the classic bandwagon. We got our uh, our Stark family wolves here. Twentieth, <laughs> last in the Premier League, getting uh, relegated. Uh, they've made a resurgent. Uh, thanks to uh, Portuguese blood and agents. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, anything else on the Premier League this week? Uh, that was a pretty crappy well, match I mean, of the week. We didn't really dissect the match of the week. But um, the fact that we just praised Liverpool's heritage and the Invincibles, I think that explains the game. Because to be honest, very disappointing. Um, I, I know the commentators kind of touched on this in the first half, uh, which is all I saw. So just honesty here. It's honesty hour on Soft Talk, as it always is. Um, it was quiet in the new in the new White Hart Lane. It was <laughs> because Spurs really just didn't seem to get going at all. Um, the For, chances were far in between, 
And uh, even when they did get a couple, they just didn't look like ever scoring. And Mourinho, again, in a big game, just really not showing up. Yeah, this was odd because um, he, he obviously had the intention of, you know, bunking, bunkering in and hitting them on the break. And he has the players to do so. But there was this one passage of play in the first half, probably about halfway through, if not towards the end, um, without getting too specific. The ball comes loose. Liverpool lose the ball. Ali takes possession and just boots it upfield. Completely boots it upfield. And um, and he he boots it upfield, not even close. Like, just basically just clearing his lines and clearing it out of their half. He was not under pressure. Um, and, and the crowd kind of sighs. And it was just very quiet. And it was one of those things. And even the commentator said, like, okay, so it's going to be that kind of game. <laughs> like, there was just not an effort to actually play and to actually go for it. Uh, Mourinho definitely would have took a nil-nil and what happens when you concede that's no longer an option uh, mathematically speaking um, that's so, quick maths though that's quick maths let's talk about the goal quickly uh, it's a great finish and I, and I love the Firmino um, play that he does because essentially what you do is like you fake to step towards the ball and you open your body um, open your body out letting the ball come across you without touching it it's a great little skill um, I do it all the time, quite frankly, but not to Firmino's expertise. Uh, sometimes, but we'll see. Um, he, he, he takes it in great, and it's the only mistake probably that uh, the red back makes all game. Tan, tanganga. Tanganga, yeah. I was nervous yeah, to I mean, use the I mean, name without I mean, having it in front of me, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have that photographic memory, but yeah, I saw that he was at fault for the goal, uh, and I saw people praising him. Uh, prior to it, and then just bashing him as soon as that happened. I mean, young kid, uh, first game in, um, can't expect, you know, everything to go right. But uh, classic Firmino, who I find yeah. just doesn't get enough credit. I mean, he's turned it on recently because he's actually scoring goals. Yeah, now, now he, he kind of turned he, provider, kind of took yeah. the back seat behind Manny and Salah. Now he's actually scoring goals. So now I can actually say like. Man, you was a striker. Yeah, but like, man, what a complete forward this guy is. Just really reinventing the role of and not selfish. Complete. He'll take yeah, the back seat if he has to. He'll take. He'll he'll do some B work if you have no, to. No, he's know? the hardest working uh, striker I've ever seen. But that's the guy who drops in and who covers that much distance each game. Uh, Creates space for others. The the great assists. Let's not forget to mention the no look goals. He he does it all. He's yeah. a, he's a he's a seasoned veteran. Uh, but Wally, by all means, we have to get out of here because we got to talk about Serie A before they turn the lights off. That's true. It's so. closing time almost. <laughs> and Serie A, man, this weekend, it was actually pretty lit. I, okay. Uh, we'll start off quickly. Zlatan. Zlatan is back. Marked his return. Marked his return with a, with a nice finish. A left-footed strike along the floor. Could classic, have classic Zlatan. Lifts his hands up, celebrating the goal. Um, when the ball's still a couple feet from crossing the line. Yeah, typical. Classic Zlatan. Classic Zlatan. He, he could have had a, a, another as well in the first half. A header very close. Um, other than that, Leal scores. I mentioned to you this was a very lucky finish. Um, so Milan winning against the KKK. Of Serie A. In so much trouble, keep saying this. Yeah, I know, but hopefully this gets us, you know, uh, spotted and uh, in the news. But um, any publicity is good publicity. That's right, true. Bob? That's true. Even if we're, you know, making the wrong types of headlines. But uh, back to winning ways for Milan. 
Uh, good on them. And of course, like we mentioned, Zlatan's return sparks a little bit of a reinvigoration to the team. You it, know, it really does. And um, let me ask you something, Wally. Uh, when we dive into Milan, I want to ask a general Serie A question. Um, interpret it as you may or as you wish. Has the tide shifted in Serie A? In terms of what? No, no follow-up like, questions. Okay. Has the tide shifted? How do you interpret that? What is your response? Has the tide shifted? Has Serie A become more competitive and more interesting for people? Definitely. Okay. Is If that's what you're, you're asking me about. Uh, let's dig a little bit further. Um, in terms of the, the standings as it is, has that now shifted going forward? Yes, that's shifted. Uh, so, yeah, Juve ahead. Juve reclaimed uh, the lead. By two points. Lazio, not far off either. Um, I'm still putting them in, in the mix of, of just challenging, putting the pressure on. I don't think they're... Oh, game in hand as well. They win that game. Yeah. They're one point behind Inter, three yeah. points behind Juve. I mean... Uh, and they have Juve's number. They'll play them one more time in Serie A. So. And they're out of Europa League, so they don't have any um, European competitive action. But um, I'm putting them in the mix in terms of challenging and making things difficult. It's just so they have someone snapping at their heels. I don't think they have uh, the experience and, and the, the know-how of going for a title. But uh, credit to Lazio and uh, people, no, not people, Simone Inzaghi um, for what he's done. Again, Immobile, two goals this week. Uh, he doesn't stop. And this one guy, of them wasn't a penalty. Out, he pumps oh, wait, out was goals. It, was he, it two goals or one he goal? He pumps out babies. This guy, he just doesn't stop. He, well, with, with a wife like that, I don't, I don't blame him. He's an impressive specimen. I'll give you that much. She sure is too. So, uh, Immobile with the only goal of the game. Any second minute, oh, it, was it took goal. a while. It yeah. was one goal, Immobile. Uh, not a penalty though, so uh, take that for what you will. Oh, the goal was, was, was ridiculous. It was so bad. Ospina is at, at that fault for this one. Um, and then the right back slash center back Di Lorenzo really should clear it. Ends up smashing into his own net. Smash. Um, but yeah, Lazio win against Napoli. Gennaro uh, Gattuso's uh, Napoli side just uh, pretty much showing the same type of showings that he that they've showed before he got there. But uh, yeah, in the other game on Saturday. This was actually pretty intense. Atalanta against Inter. Major stakes. Major stakes because, let's remind you, Atalanta, 10 goals in the last two games. So, the firepower is real. Against the, the best defense in the league. So, there you go. Um, this one, uh, on paper, to be honest, is not a terrible result. It's just when you have, uh, when you're top of the league and you got to keep it going, um, Inter will be disappointed. Um, but I, I, also, they'll be they'll be counting their lucky stars as the expressions. As, well, from, as the expressions, from what I've seen, yes. Yeah, I mean uh, they take the early lead here. More a nice combination play with Lukaku and uh, and Martinez uh, for the opening goal, uh, roughly the third minute. Lataro and, and Lukaku they remind me of like um, ultimate team when you play like a four four two or a four one two one two, and it's like you had those two strikers. And what you would do is like hold like hold L one and X to do a pass where the other player makes a run, and then you just chip it over L one and triangle to him. Like it was just that link up that they have, and they're really they're clicking. 
that's what it reminds me of. It's just like that thing where you can't just pass to each other, make a run, and go. And that's essentially how the goal happens. Uh, um, Lukaku one touch into Lotaro's path. And they're not even like nice passes. They're kind of shanked a bit. But but the but, ball is going. Like there's there's a string between these players. There's, there's a magnetism that it doesn't matter. Like the ball is following them. And uh, w- when you're in a form like this, both players and the connections flying, things just happen to go your way. Um, and, and I don't know. It, it is impressive. And uh, Lotaro with a good chance here, as we're seeing here. Um, on the uh, on the highlights, I mean, again, great play with link up play with Lukaku. He kind of takes the ball past the keeper and, and chips it in, cleared off the line with a header. Um, these guys are just firing on all kinds of cylinders. Uh, they have me very very nervous. Um, but expand more on the fact that the Inter should be relieved, uh, escaping with a point. Well, I mean, um, pretty much after the goal, thirtieth uh, minute mark uh, and onwards. It was just Atalanta who was putting majority of the pressure. I mean, chances after chances, uh, Inter's defense didn't look extremely confident and uh, kind of lucky on a, on a few occasions. I mean, the, they strike a post. Uh, there's a couple of half chances, some good stops from Handanovic, uh, who I find is probably the best keeper in Serie A. And he shows that, um, I forget in which minute, but the penalty comes in. And a clear penalty for me, Bastoni is, is uh, showing his inexperience here, the 20-year-old center back, uh, just bundles over the attacker. Um, the penalty was pretty mediocre. I mean, um, I think it's Muriel who takes it. And it's not really in the corner, but I mean... I know I'm jumping ahead, but just to praise Handanovic here, who ends up saving their skins. Um, I see that you are taking a look at the goal. What, kind of a, what a great finish from uh, Gosens. It's, it's, a, it's a non-lazy finish. Like He really works for it. Like, yeah. He uh, kind of anticipates it, you know? Like, uh, it just, it's just wrong he pokes, foot, his, he pokes his foot in there at the last, uh, at the last second. But, uh, I mean, it, it could have been... Uh, it might have been lights out at this point for Inter. Um, I mean, you think... You think... Uh, already Juve's won away at Inter. And... Um, and there would have been... There would have been two points. No, sorry. But the three points clear now. Because yeah. Of this, but yeah. Um, so they, yeah, okay. They okay. could have lost. So they could have been four points back. So Which is not saying much. Like it's- no, especially you have not really proven anything. So like, it's not much. It's just, I feel, uh, man, it's a great save by Handanovic. But not really in the corner either. I mean, uh, I, there's, there's quite a bit, of, a bit of power on it, but it's not like it's... it's actually, not there's not bad. much power. Oof. It's not a terrible penalty. It's a great save. Um, so, yeah, no, I could, I could see why Inter can be relieved. It's just... When I see that, and this is a, this is a tough game. By no means is this a, an easy game for Inter, but I don't know. They had the lead there, and then now they gave it up. And it just has me thinking, will Juve go on one of these runs where they just kind of don't look back, you know? I don't think that'll be the case because they're going to have more important fixtures coming up, especially in Champions League. Um, so I don't think that's the case, but it's just something to keep in mind because... Uh, you don't want you you want to keep Juve behind you as much as you can because they're able to just roll. 
Because you think about it, they still haven't hit their stride. And, and you have to think that's going to happen. They're going to have this crazy run of form. Um, we'll move to them next. So Juve Roma at the Stade Olimpico haven't won there since 2014. Uh, was what I is was this our, Is this our match of the week? Uh, they were both. We had double head. Oh, okay. Fair um, enough. So Juve at Stade Olimpico, like I said, haven't won since 2014. Uh, this game was over early. By the 10th minute, yeah. this game was essentially done. Uh, 2-1. Uh, so we have Demiral, third minute, Ronaldo to penalty in the 10th minute. Uh, I would say the game was won when uh, Rabiot blocks a shot off the line. As of that, even me, I was kind of thinking, meh, it's not going to happen for Roma today. Uh, they do get one back, Parati, 68th minute. Uh, this game, to be honest, headlined more by the injuries coming out. Um, Demiral, both, both ACLs. Yeah, that's it. Both out for a long time. It's so unfortunate for Demiral, not to say it's not for um, Zaniolo. Zaniolo, because obviously fantastic. And, and the, okay, one at a time. Demiral gets his goal third minute. It's actually a crazy finish. Like he, some, those, that's not an easy goal to take because the cross is coming in and he's the last man attacking the box. You're kind of thinking someone's going to hit this, someone's going to hit this, someone's going to hit this. And he's on that torch from, uh, from Chiellini and Bonucci. Um, Who I hear is supposed to be back in training. He'll be, he'll be back soon. These guys are athletes. When they see you tear the ACL, you, he'll be back. Like, it used to be they were like saying a April. Ye- it used to be a year. Yeah. Yeah, and then no. I saw he was supposed to be back end of the season. Yeah. And now I see he's already back in training or something. He'll, I'm like, wow. He'll, I mean, he'll be back. Demiral had crazy. the same surgery Kalini had from the same doctor. So they're they're hopeful. At, and plus, he's younger, obviously. He'll, he'll recover nicely, hopefully. Um, Ronaldo's penalty. I'm trying to think who got fouled for the penalty. Um, any idea? I can't. I can't remember. I'm, pi- I'm picturing Dybala's foul that we talked about last week, but it wasn't Dybala. It was. Uh, Wait a minute. Ah, uh, this is bugging me now. Let's see whose memory kicks in first. No, it's not mine. Mine's shite. I can't remember this at all. But again, Ronaldo does convert the penalty. He he is in great form himself. Uh, I read a stat that no one's scored more goals since a certain date in December, beginning of December, in the top five leagues. So Ronaldo's back, and you consider two months ago when everyone thought he should retire, essentially. So uh, not bad at all. Um, but that's it. We're just going to take a look here at the penalty to see who draws it. That was Dybala again. Dybala, yeah, I think it was Dybala again. Uh, I, I wasn't sure how I felt about this when it actually happened. Oh, yes, it was Dybala. So they play short. They play short to... Um, they play short oh, yeah, better too. I remember. Yeah, what a dumb foul. He he hangs onto the ball. Dybala, obviously, at the high press, he attacks him right away. Terrible giveaway. He steps in front of the defender and he... Uh, not the defender, actually. CDM, right? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, did you see what Paul Lopez had said? Because the commentator mentioned it during the... Uh, during the game as well, that he goes... I didn't have the sound on, so fill me in while... Oh, uh, well, uh, commentator mentions about Paulo Lopez, the goalie for Roma. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, I didn't study pen- I didn't study the penalties. Like, I didn't look at any re- like recordings of penalties from Juve or anything. Okay. And he goes, I'm not very good at penalties, at saving them, so I didn't bother. Well, he dived the wrong way. Yeah, but I- I'm just thinking, like... What well, that's not a great dumb quote. comment to say. Yeah, that that's not exactly striking confidence. It doesn't exude confidence by any means. Um, but you see, we say that the game was done after the Rabiot clearance off the line. Um, that was my feeling, to be honest. Uh, but Rome obviously do 
turn it up all kinds. We have 13 corners, Mainly. 22 shots, 6 on target. They win the possession battle 54%. Mainly second half, though. Because I was talking with someone at work, actually. And they met, he mentioned, like, yeah, it was a great first half by Juve. But then second half, he goes, yeah, they just played like shit. Like, they just turned turned their, their switch off. And they just, I mean, uh, Roma had a couple decent chances. They really did. Um, but uh, I, I also thought that, too, in, in the first half. And I thought... I'm like, wow. I was massively disappointed with Roma just in the way they've they, they defended in the first half just because they've been very impressive so far this year and just kind of unlike them. Uh, Smalling looked out of place. Mancini, who... Uh, I mean, every time I see this guy, I think he, he's got great like defensive abilities. I just think he's extremely rash and he gets... He picks up these, these stupid yellow cards all the time, which... Kind of puts you on a tightrope for the rest of the game. Um, uh, he got a yellow card early on in the second half, in the first half as well. I, I just uh, I, I didn't think they played too well first half Roma at all. Oh, and we do have to mention the Zaniolo injury. Uh, it's it's a cracking run from him. First of all, he takes the ball from his half all the way to the other end of the of the field, uh, just above, um, just uh, ahead of the Juve box where he gets. Uh, uh, Slightly clip by the leg. I didn't think there was much in this to be honest. I was shocked I'm just waiting for the game to get restarted when I saw the stretcher come out and this and that and the little cart the little golf cart comes on the field like I don't know did you think did you think I didn't injury think right away like I just thought okay free at kick. first I thought it was just didn't a look bad by any means a regular injury you really tweak something like yeah. uh, I was uh, I was surprised too I guess it was the way he fell over and I guess. The impact, uh, but the run was crazy though. Like he 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 split Juve like butter. Like he uh, he um, they're saying actually for the Euro uh, he might not be ready in time essentially for the Euro. No, I, I doubt it honestly. And that's I mean bad. I don't I don't know if he'd be starting at the Euro regardless. But you never know. Obviously, he had a good ending to the season. Mancini's watching. Yeah, uh, you never know. Of course, um, I mean he he's been I've been watching this guy the past year or so. And every time I see him, I'm massively impressed. It's unfortunate for Roma and and Italy as well. And now uh, I, I heard that Roma just pretty much agreed a swap deal of Politano from Inter and Spinazzola to go the other way. Who Spinazzola just came from Juve. Juve. So they're really looking for a midfielder or a wide player. And uh, they're looking at moving on uh, one of their... Pretty much they're like jack-of-all-trade type of players. That's uh, that's an excellent way of putting it. Uh, so, yeah, final score 2-1. Any other final thoughts on this game? I mean... Must win for you, then. After seeing Inter drop points. Well, I, I, I agree. We must win. It's just I was kind of disappointed in just in the way that Roma started this game. Um, credit to Juve. I mean, they dispatched... Uh, two early goals and, and kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. I kind of gave them the um, little bit of a cushion going forward. Absolutely. Um, and especially away uh, in Rome. I mean, credit to them. I mean, I, I thought first half they were, they were very, very uh, a good. Uh, Ramsey was, was doing a lot of nice runs, who I also noticed. Uh, a lot of them weren't getting picked out by anyone. But... Uh, yeah, what else I also noticed is Ramsey seems to have probably signed with Nike because he changed his shoes. 
What did he wear prior? He was wearing Adidas. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's he now, wearing now? Now he's wearing those Phantoms or like the Magista version or whatever. Uh, I, I noticed the shoes the change shoe and I'm like, now. huh, that's interesting. He must have signed something. Because he wouldn't have changed uh, just uh, all of a sudden. But anyways. Wally, well, that about wraps it up for Serie A this week. Uh, so let's look ahead to the Landa Calcio. Uh, match day 20. Uh, what are we picking for match of the week uh, this upcoming weekend? Um, I'll answer my own question. We uh, Part of the match of the week, we could, you know, open for uh, discussion, of course. But we do have the Sock Talk Derby. Juve <laughs> Parma. Um, this one should be at uh, in Turin. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yes, Allianz Stadium. Okay, uh, so that's obviously one we'll have close to our hearts here at Sock Talk. Uh, besides that, to be honest, not. Uh, it's gonna be a tricky one, honestly. Well, I think so. Oh, it won't be straightforward. But then again, nothing Juve does is straightforward. Uh, I think there are defenses that are to be tested, especially the way counterattack, uh, the way Parma counterattacks. Oh, it's one of lethal. the best counterattacking teams in Serie A, if not in Europe. That's and, the thing. Um, so uh, Juve will be susceptible, no doubt. And they've had their number the last time. I mean, Parma. I think the last time they played them, tied three uh, three last season. They had that crazy three three. I think it was away. Um, last year they they finished a draw and a win Juve against Parma. Yeah. yeah. We, have, we haven't played each other this year. Have we? No, they had to have. Have we? It's match day 20. They have no choice. Yeah, no, the first game of the season. You've had one. The first game? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was the first game. That's it. So, right. um, and then if, if we look over to Premier League Wally, uh, in terms of match of the week, there is a big one on Sunday, Liverpool-Man United. So, um, I mean, in terms of form, that's, that's ish. You know, like, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. It is at Anfield, so... Uh, let's keep in mind, United are the only ones to keep uh, to take some points off Liverpool this season in the Premier League. So, if anyone's got a chance, I guess it's United. Uh, we have here Google giving a percentage. 68% chance Liverpool wins, 20% draw, 12% Man United actually wins. Then again, it is a top six side, so uh, I'm assuming Man U is going to show up well-rested and well-fed. So, we'll, well see have, how that goes. Midweek, they have a game uh, tomorrow. Against Wolves, FA Cup. Ah, the replay. So that doesn't that doesn't bode you know, well. <laughs> doesn't bode well at all. Yes, thank you for filling my holes, Wally. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'm not obviously uh, super uh, hopeful, but uh, should be a cracking game. Um, a classic Liverpool Man United game at Anfield. Uh, there ain't much better, and uh, there ain't much better than sock talk. And uh, we hope you feel the same way. And you, we hope that you tune in next week when we're back to discuss all the action in Premier League in Serie A. So thank you all uh, for listening. We invite you to follow us on Twitter at SockTalkPod. Uh, we invite you also to uh, like and review the podcast, wherever podcasts are found. We'll be there, we guarantee. Thank you all for tuning in to Sock Talk. We'll be back next week where they sock and we talk. Yeah.